What's good everyone, Matt here from UK Nets fans and I'm joined as ever by Ada McConaughey for another episode of BK to UK, the British Brooklyn Nets podcast. Um, today is the 1st of November and today um, we, were gonna, we were planning on podding today anyway but it feels like our first ever emergency pod um, but we're obviously chatting about the firing of Nets head coach Steve Nash um and his what looks like his probable replacement in Ime Udoka. Um we're also going to be discussing uh Kyrie Irving at length and his latest um sort of back the backlash he's taken from sharing what can only be described as an anti-Semitic film uh, on his social media channel. Um uh, the Nets have also been playing basketball. Um we're gonna be touching on that a little bit as well uh and some other bits and bobs um it's going to be a bit of a different feel this episode i can feel it already um but uh make sure you are following us on twitter and instagram at uk nets fans uh, and also check us out on youtube where you can catch us live uh, and watch all our episodes uh with that out of the way let's get into it um so let's start we're sort of starting reverse chronologically um today so as i say it's it's tuesday the 1st of november and it got announced a couple of hours ago that um the brooklyn nets and steve nash have parted ways um i'll read the 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 statement um that the nets put out um they have said the following we want to thank Steve for everything he brought to our franchise over the past two plus seasons, general manager Sean Marks said in a statement on Tuesday. Since becoming head coach, Steve was faced with a number of unprecedented challenges and we are sincerely grateful for his leadership, patience and humility throughout his tenure. Personally, this was an immensely difficult decision. However, after much deliberation and evaluation of how the season has begun, we agreed that a change is necessary at this time. Aiden, um, what has been your thoughts uh, immediately in the aftermath of uh, of the Steve Nash news? Yeah, um, first things first. I mean, it's the right decision. And I think... At the end of the day, it would have been the right decision in the in the summer, um, but I, I think you they obviously went and decided that they were gonna gonna give this one last go, um, give it a couple of weeks just to see how things are feeling, and and I think at the end of the day, nothing really has changed, and I think that's probably why they came to such a kind of a quick decision. Obviously, seven games into the season, they've decided that it's not gonna work and they need to change it now um, because. I mean, the Nets have been awful to start the year and yeah. a lot of it does fall on Steve Nash. Um, I've always thought he's been the wrong man for the job. Um, I mean, despite the talent on the court, we've always really kind of needed a coach who's going to hold players accountable defensively and make winning plays. And we've never really had that over the two and a bit years that we've had Nash here. Um I mean, at the same time, you can you can play devil's advocate. Obviously, it was his first head coach gig, despite obviously having a, a massively talented roster, one of the most talented in the league. It's been an absolute nightmare for Steve Nash, and I, I think you have to look at that as well. Um, obviously, COVID mandates, injuries, mid-season trades, trade requests. I mean, in terms of like your first two seasons as a head coach, he, he has seen it all. 
Um, and I do feel for him a bit in that way, but at the end of the day, he just wasn't a good coach. And despite having Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, hopefully at a better level soon, we just need a good coach. It doesn't need to be a great coach. We just need a good coach to be able to be in contention to win. And we've not had that, unfortunately. And uh, all the best to Steve. Uh, he is a lovely guy. By well, I, And I don't think anyone can take that away from him. Um, but he just wasn't right for this position. And it's a shame it's taken this long to, to figure that one out. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the same, same camp as you. Like, outside looking in, away from the head coaching stuff, seems like a sweet fella who makes TikToks and you know his profile picture on social is still george floyd he's all in on social justice causes and stuff like that so you know there's no drama there um with him as a personality obviously hugely respected for the stuff he did on the court um but his tenure as a head coach has been a disaster i think like it's not yes he's he's had to deal with so much just weirdness that we, that no one's ever dealt with before with you know covid and trade requests like you say um mandates and injuries and and everything um but it does it never felt like it was one step forward two steps back under steve nash it always yeah. just felt like two steps back and then we get a baseline of consistency and then another two steps back so it it just felt like we kind of progressively were getting worse. Um, And I think that kind of stemmed from just things being stagnant and, you know, Steve Nash just not, not implementing anything, not showing what he brought to being a head coach. He didn't show that he had a particular philosophy or style or, Nous for uh, in-game adjustments obviously was something that he was absolutely battered for. Um, over the last three years, we've just seen a lot of iso ball from from our stars, and you know that's that's great. But ultimately, in the three years is yeah, well, let's say three years that he's been here, we've won one playoff series. And it's just, that's just not good enough. And yes, he's a new head coach. And yes, he had tons to deal with. But this is a results-driven league. It's a results-driven game. Um, and to use a football analogy, it felt like he lost the locker room. Mm. And it doesn't matter what he did. He could have spent all off-season reading NBA tactics for dummies and try to run a load of new stuff and implement some bits and bobs. But it's just one of them where, for whatever reason, um, the, the the rest of the team just didn't want to hear from him anymore. Um, and that's, that's what it is. You saw that with even people like Cam Thomas at Summer League and stuff, where they got asked about Steve Nash and stuff, and he's rolling his eyes and all this kind of stuff. And he's, what, he's coming into his second year. He's got no right to be thinking like that. Um, but obviously coming from a summer where Kevin Durant was like, I want Nash and Marks out. Um, and he was, you know, talked off that ledge, um, we think by Joe Sy and Steve, uh, Sean Marks, um, to be like, okay, just 
you know, we can't trade you, so let's make this work. We're two and five. And, you know, we can't, I think we sort of said even before, probably just in the, in the Discord and stuff, before the season really started, like he gets 10 games or he gets till Christmas, where we even said he's he's had fewer than 10 games and it's just been an unmitigated disaster. But reports are rolling in that his, um, his replacement is going to be former Nets assistant, um, former Philly assistant, who has a relationship with Ben Simmons, former Spur, who so he has a, a relationship with Sean Marks, um, disgraced head coach from Boston, Ime Udoka, who, if you've not been following along the NBA recently, was dismissed and, you know, put on administrative leave or like just on long time suspension for an inappropriate at work relationship with a subordinate in the Celtics organization. So before I rattle off again, what what are your thoughts on it it looks like a done deal. It looks like unless something crazy happens, it's gonna be Emmy. Um what do you think about that appointment? Emmy is eminent man. Yeah no I I think this has probably been this has been their plan for a while. And you have to think, like, especially with it being that quickly, that quick. Sorry, I. You just have to think that they always knew what this was, what this move was going to be. It, it doesn't happen that quickly. They, they, you don't do your background checks within half an hour. Um, it's certainly been the plan for a while, and I don't know if potentially Kevin Durant's been in their ear, like saying, "Well, if, if he goes, then, then we want." Um, I mean, Doka back in. Um, quite, quite possibly that is the case. Um, but in terms of the situation, it's. I mean, it's it's just a, a soap opera, really. I mean, he's an excellent head coach, and you can look at that um, separately. I mean, one of the best around. I mean, what he did with that Boston team was quite remarkable, really. And in terms of a basketball point of view, he is an ideal appointment. Um, as I mentioned earlier, he holds people accountable defensively. I mean, that Celtics team, we saw it in the playoffs last year. They are one of the best best organised teams defensively in the league. And they don't have a team of players that you go, they're an amazing defender, but they just all seem to click and all seem to buy in. And I think a lot of that's down to him. Um I'm sure he's going to be an absolutely fantastic coach for the Nets and hopefully is the guy to turn our season around. But then you look at it from the other side and you have to, you have to. Um, and all I'll say on it just now, while it's still quite fresh, is that you just really, really hope the Nets have done a thorough investigation into what has actually went on in Boston. And... Josiah and Sean Mark say what you want about them. I know there's people out there that don't like them. I personally, Sean Marks especially, strikes me as a, a very good guy. And I don't see him signing off on this move unless he's completely comfortable enough to make this move. And I do think they have done their investigations over the last few weeks. And as I say, I hope they have, because now that he's off the books of the Celtics, you can guarantee this is all going to come out in the media, probably within this week. I mean, I think Woj already had a story out about it today. 
Um, and if that's within minutes of this being announced, you have to think if it, once it's made official, the Celtics will air that dirty laundry. They won't care. They'll have to, and not in just a, because of a kind of see you later, this is what you've done kind of thing. They're fans more than anything because obviously we've heard from Chris Haynes, I think it was today, Boston seek no compensation at all in the move. If you're a Boston fan and, and this coach got you to the, the finals last year, probably could have taken them further this year. Um, and they have let him go um, for nothing to a conference rival, to a league rival. It seems strange. So they'll probably want to put out some form of justification there to their, to their own fans. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're replacing a poor coach with an excellent one. We've probably not heard the start of it now. We've not even scratched the, the, scratched the surface yet. I'll leave it until we know we know for sure. But yeah, as you say, it seems like it's been done and it, it wouldn't surprise me if this one was done ages ago because it was far too quick. Yeah, really, really quick. And I'm... It's, it's one of them. It's like, where do you all... Because obviously we're, we're both Brooklyn Nets fans and we'll always be Brooklyn Nets fans. And, yes. you know, players come and go, staff come and go, and you always support your team. Owners come and go, um, and you always support your team. But obviously we'll get onto the Kyrie stuff a bit later, but like this kind of stuff, it's just so... It's embarrassing to yeah. a degree where it's like the you know, pre-2019, the Nets had built themselves to a position where they were just so widely respected as an organization through for the league. We were like, the the joke was that we were Spurs East, where it was just like an incredibly well-run organization, incredibly um, professional, um, you know, a really strong culture, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that was what was, um sort of tempting KD and Kyrie. And that's, you know, they wanted to come there because it was so incredibly well run and all this kind of stuff. But now, um obviously Josai has his flaws and you know the stuff that he's been alleged of doing is heinous. Um you've now got Kyrie who has used his platform to share an anti-Semitic piece of propaganda essentially which is heinous and now to do the triple whammy you've got a guy who's accused of you know sexual deviancy almost and well not deviancy so much as from what i understand and from like i don't know what the has been reported i don't know where it's been reported but like just being um what overly kind of uh, I don't. Uh, this is terrible, terrible podcasting. But he said he just wanted. Like, he was like too keen on the person, like he was trying to pursue, and he was coming a little bit stalkery and all that kind of stuff. So, as far as a, a a team or an organization with a moral compass, it's just absolutely in the toilet. And this is all. It has to pay off on the court because if these are all just basketball decisions. And you've just completely, completely bankrupted your any kind of, you know, goodwill you we've got with the fans and with the wider league and the media and, you know, just generally with people. It It's just really, 
I, you know, I want to be excited about Imi being a good coach and all that kind of stuff. And I know he is, but it's just, I can't, I can't resolve myself with all this kind of stuff. And like you say, they, they said they've done their due diligence and all this kind of caper. I really hope it has. And I really hope something comes out and he just gets completely exonerated of everything. And, and it was all above board and everyone was happy. But as far as it's like, it's just really sad. And, you know, there's, there's so much to be sad about. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting really deep. There's so much to be sad about. Like basketball should be a release. It should be an escape. It should just be, you know, I want to watch really entertaining basketball and, it just brings it all back down again. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit of, I'm kind of a bit down in dumps about this, this latest revelation. Um, but yeah, I don't really know where to take it from there. So do you have any other thoughts about this? I think you've summed it up perfectly there. Um, I like the way you said you, you were bang on, like before Katie and Kyrie came, we were almost like a lot of people's second team just because of how enjoyable it was and, there was never really any bad stories like this. I mean, who would have thought? I remember we lo we lost our mind about D'Angelo Russell getting caught with some weed in an airport. And suddenly, yeah. like, how small these things look now with the way we are. And it just almost feels like they they don't care anymore. There's, mm. there's just a slight feeling. And I know they do care, but almost like they don't care in the manner of, like, we'll do absolutely anything it takes to win. And you can look at that in a good light because obviously we want the Nets to win. We want them to be successful. But if you're losing fans along the way and, and things like that, it does kind of, put it this way, if we won the league this year and it comes out that the Adoka stuff was was a bit, well, it wasn't, it wasn't a good situation it probably would take a bit off it and and i i want to win the chip as much as the next guy like i i i would absolutely love nothing more than this team to win a chip but it just feels a bit weird at the moment and i hope that changes um i hope it changes soon because it just it just feels really really strange yeah it's it's gross um but yeah hopefully it the 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 league the the league, I just hope this kind of starts as a bit of a reset uh, for this team. And it's almost like we can just sort of crack on from here uh, on the court, at least. I don't think we're going to really get around to the, the games we have been playing. We picked up one win like, this week. Um, uh, but yeah, we're, I don't think we, there's some other stuff to talk about, um, unfortunately. Um, but thank, almost thankfully, because, you know, it, it's been a pretty dismal product on the court. Um, but we need to talk about um, what what Kyrie did, the latest thing that Kyrie did, essentially. Um, obviously, peeking behind the curtain for for this podcast, we normally try to record on a Monday, but you know, with you know, we're normal people with normal jobs and normal lives, and things get in the way, so um, we had to sort of push it back a day to Tuesday. And thank goodness we did, because this Steve Nash stuff has has broken. Um, but on any other show, I think that this Kyrie stuff would have been top billing because what has happened is incredibly important, I think, in a weird sort of way. Um, just I think everyone listening to this will know what's up. But um, essentially, Kyrie Irving 
posted a link to a film uh, on his social media. Um, and I think, has it been deleted now, the tweet? I think it's been think deleted it's, since. It's, yeah. Um, but basically, in the wake of um, Kanye West, uh, Ye, uh, saying some pretty horrible stuff about Jewish people, uh, Kyrie shared a, f- um, a link to a film um, that, you know, having listened to people that have watched the film uh, and have had at least a cursory look at the book that it's based on, um, it's it's pretty horrible and pretty disparaging about people that are Jewish and for the Jewish faith um, and makes some pretty just disgusting claims about it and about the people. Um Aiden, like, well, we kind we sort of said before we press record that it's a is this feels like a strange topic to talk about for me because I'm not Jewish, um, so I I don't really have that lived experience of of what anti-Semitism feels like, um, and um, I'm not black, so I don't know what it feels like for the other side of it. Um, but it feels like it would be weird for us not to discuss it at least and set out where we stand on, on what happened. Um, obviously Kyrie then got asked about it at a, a post game press conference. Um, and he got quite combative. It feels fair to say with some of the reporters who were fairly holding him to account. Um, he wasn't really backing down. Um, which was disappointing to see. Um, but I think my, 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 here's my stance on it is that Kyrie Irving is my favorite player to watch. Um, and, but he's always come up with these weird sort of things that he does, which are a bit off color. Obviously started with the, with the flat earth stuff years ago, which he's kind of cycled back from, uh, which is the one that always gets sort of, um, brought up and then it was the anti-vax stuff and the anti-mandate stuff the voice of the voices stuff that he kind of went on to um went on to impact last season um and that kind of stuff but with those two things it felt very the only person that it really affected was Kyrie. like it's quite a it only really impacted him it wasn't he sort of just cutting his own nose off to spite his face kind of thing with some of the stuff he was doing but with this one I think it, it, I don't know if he holds those views and he said he had, doesn't hold those views and he isn't against um, any particular faith. He's an omnist and he, you know, he, t- he takes learnings from all faiths and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that he used his influence and his, not his influence, but his platform to sort of signpost to that content, I think is horrible. Um, and I don't think he should have done it. And I'm embarrassed and upset that he did do it as, as a Brooklyn net. Um, and it does, it, it feels different to the other ones. And I, I don't know how quite how to explain it a bit more clearly. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that he didn't really sort of backpedal on it and really sort of make a real apology for it. He kind of tried to, say it, it was a bit that was one of those I'm sorry if you were offended type deals um but the MBPA so the the National Basketball Players Association has also come out um and said 
a statement that says uh, the MBPA of which Kyrie is a vice president um, said anti-Semitism has no place in our society. The MBPA is focused on creating an environment where everyone is accepted. We are committed to helping players fully understand that certain words can lead to hateful ideologies being spread. We will continue to work on identifying and combating all hate speech wherever it arises. So it feels like, you know, this is very much a Kyrie talking on his own. Other players in the league have distanced themselves from what he said. I think it's incredible that Kyrie Irving played basketball after doing that. You know, you just got to look at what happened with Myers Leonard for, you know, uttering a a, a horrible anti-Semitic word on a live stream. He is now not in the league. Um it just goes to show that if you're really, really good at basketball, you get a longer leash. Um, that's that's my thoughts. Anyway, I, I could ram- I ramble on, um, but Aiden, what what do you how what went through your mind when it was all unfolding? Yeah, I, I agree with you in in saying that it is embarrassing. Um, I'll start by saying, personally, I I don't think Kyrie Irving is a bad person. He is he does get portrayed as this awful human being. Um, I actually think he's a very clever human being. I just think he's sometimes a bit too clever for his own good. Um, and he sometimes does things just without thinking um, about the kind of backlash of the whole thing. And I do believe him in the fact that he said that he doesn't hold those views, but he shouldn't be using his platform irresponsibly, which at the end of the day it is. Um, and I would I would argue the stuff for the vaccine mandate is irresponsible as well with the way he kind of went about that i completely understand that he had his views and i thought i i thought at the start of that he did it really well by saying it's my own personal views and i don't want to discuss them but since then he's been retweeting stuff and sharing stuff and yeah it's it's just things that you would prefer that he didn't do um but this one in particular um I think you just have to look at it like obviously the Nets have an extremely multicultural community and um, they pride themselves on it. They always have, they always will since they, since they came to Brooklyn. And obviously there's a large number of the Jewish community in the, in the Brooklyn Nets, um, in the fan base. We, we know a lot, we, we know a lot of uh, the Jewish community. Um, and I can understand why they would be really disappointed with Kyrie and the Nets in general. Um, obviously, he's taken the decision to delete it yesterday. I don't know if potentially there's been some discussions with the Players Association that Kyrie's been involved in, which led to that. Um, what I would say as well with Kyrie, he's never had a good relationship with the media. So I potentially that's why he didn't take that opportunity to to apologize if if that's something that he's choosing to do just because of his relationship with the media there is certain members of the media that do try to 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 make kind of the story as as bad as possible for Kyrie. i mean it's it's a terrible look but they sometimes don't give him the opportunity to to say what he wants to say in the manner that he wants to say. And he's now kind of went almost down the Russell Westbrook route of just refusing to to, to discuss it. He's just doing it because it's his job kind of thing. Um, one thing I will say is the fact that there hasn't been a suspension makes me think that there has been some form of discussions. Um, 
I agree with you. Really, really strange that he, he played immediately after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously there was fans sitting courtside last night uh, with the fight anti-Semitism slogans on their T-shirts and it was quite powerful, but in a way it was it was just sad. It was just it was quite sad in a way that this is what it's came to. Um, and I don't think it's done yet. I think we'll have to wait and see what's done. I, I imagine he may release a statement similar to what happened when he he said that he was going to play the season with the Nets and, and release it that way, um, give him time to think about it. But he just seems to be a bit more careful. And uh, as I say, we'll wait and see because it doesn't feel done yet because the the punishment so far, which has been nothing, certainly doesn't fit the crime in my eyes. Um, because, I yeah, I think I think I think I certainly think there's going to be more to this story, um, and you, it's bigger than basketball at the end of the day. Absolutely. Well, that, weirdly, that feels good to get off my chest um, <laughs> a bit. Um, as we're talking, uh, Sean Marks. Um, is talking to the media um, about um, Steve Nash parting ways um, and has sort of reiterated that Kyrie Irving won't talk to media uh, after the game. Um, and yeah, so I guess we'll see how that unfolds. We, we, you know, I think after this, we'll all be glued to, glued to Twitter and see what happens. But as we say, we also did have some basketball um over the last seven days but it was three pretty embarrassing losses and one ugly win um so i don't think there's much to take from that and to be honest i kind of want to leave this particular episode to to the matters that we've been speaking about um but yeah if you have been listening thank you very much um we'll talk to you again in seven days when hopefully we can talk a bit more basketball um, and less about what goes on after the final whistle. Um, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for rocking with us and um, we'll speak to you again soon.